1: Winning cures everything. Now for your hosts, Gary and Chris.
0: Welcome in. Winning cures everything. This is the Friday, July thirtieth edition of the show. I'm Gary. I'm Chris. And who? Uh, we have got conferences going to war with TV networks and all kind of fun stuff to talk about today. We got kids often out of high school possibly to uh to go ahead and start their college career uh Aaron Rodgers went scorched earth I mean this is this has been a crazy crazy time of the year and yeah I, will, I said it the other day I will never vacation again on the week of media days and whatnot like this I'm just gonna have to knock out vacation in June that's just how it's gonna have to be going forward uh Chris how's your day going
2: uh, day's fine, man. Day's fine. No issues, no problems. Ready to roll, man.
0: Wonderful. I like the new video setup. Everything looks wonderful. So, am hey,
2: Still tweaking some things, and uh, so we're, we'll we'll see what the final product looks like. But today's that's the, that's the winning cures everything
0: way. Like that's <laughs> that's what we do for people that have you know listened and watched and whatnot for years and years. We always get new gadgets. We always get new gear, and we're constantly trying new things to make sure that it sounds and looks good. So uh, with that said, let's go ahead and roll through the rundown. com is the website. Everywhere you need to follow or subscribe is right over there. Do us a favor. Go check it out. All the shows, all the previews, everything else is going to be right there. We do a college football show for Sportsbook Review. And our last two previews are up or will be up. I think the last one is going up later on Friday. So uh, go ahead and check those out. sbrpicks.com slash NCAAF. And, uh, yeah, we are ready to rock and roll. Um, let's see. I want to start us off with the cease and desist letter from the Big 12 to ESPN. Bob Bolsby comes out and basically says that ESPN has been colluding, and it took forever. He talked to basically every college football media guy that he could find, anybody that would pick up. He called and was talking to him, and it started with, yeah, we know ESPN is talking to some other conferences about possibly trying to rip away some of our teams, but he wouldn't say who the conference is. And then as the night goes along, last night about 11:30 or so, Dennis Dodd gets a gets a message from him and I think they said it was an unnamed source, but the rest of the story was him, so it was you know, kind of easy to figure out who it was that he was uh, that he was talking to. And Bowlesby said that the American Athletic Conference has been trying to not take three, not take five. They were trying to take the entire other eight teams. They were going to make a 19 team league, and that ESPN had something to do with that. Just a disaster. Uh, Bowlesby coming out and saying, like, sending a cease and desist letter to ESPN, who is one of their media rights partners, is a level of balls I have never seen from a conference commissioner in my life. Like, this was something else entirely. Let me go ahead and get you to jump in here before I ramble on the entire rest of the time. Uh, what What were your
2: thoughts when you saw this? So I, I want to start with a question. Do you think he's right? Yes, I think he's right. Yeah, 100%, <laughs> right? Like, we agree. There's no doubt ESPN 100% colluded with, A, the SEC to try to make this thing happen because they want. Want it to happen better. Yes. They want out of that Big 12 contract. They don't think they're getting their value for it. They get one game a year. That's that's a marquee game, and that's the Red River rivalry, and that's it. Um
1: well, ESPN hasn't even gotten, gotten that.
0: Like ESPN hasn't gotten oh, that's Red right River. Fox and,
2: still has that.
0: Yes, yeah, so this is almost like an ESPN versus Fox name.
2: Yeah, they well, it's not even just that. It's it's they're not getting their money's worth on the Big 12 games. And so they want out of that contract, and then they also don't want to have to pay out the money they owe for their contracts uh, for the Big 12. So if the Big 12 dissolves, then then they don't have to worry about it. So yes. um, I agree with you. I like I like the balls on the AAC commissioner to just I thought go after, you know, three of these guys get to 14 teams. I thought that was kind of a big deal move. This guy said, hell no, we are going to get them all. We'll just merged with them, <laughs> but we're not merging with them. They're merging with us because we're the one with stability. And we're the one with something uh more to we think we have the more marquee schools. And I think as of right now, would you rather have Cincinnati or Oklahoma State? I think mean, everybody in the country would take Cincinnati. I think they take UCF before they took Oklahoma State. It, I think so, and I too. think Oklahoma State's the only premier product they have to offer. Like TCU and Baylor are probably two, three. West Virginia is probably in there at four. Um, y- you can't just put Iowa State in there because we brought this up before. Iowa State is really good right now. But the second Matt Campbell walks away from Iowa State, how much value do they have?
0: It's not and much.
2: I think you'd rather have SMU and Houston over those other schools or equal to those other schools because you got big schools in the state of Texas. The nice thing is, Houston's bigger than all of them.
0: Yes. Yes. I mean, if you're looking for brands, if you're looking for markets, the AAC has them in spades. Oh, yeah. The Big 12. Yeah, the leftovers of the Big 12 do not. Uh, The other thing that I saw, did you hear about the the projections for what each school would bring in in the Big 12 in 2024, 2025, if they do not expand, if they do not bring in anything else, they – they would bring in nine million dollars per school. They're currently making thirty-six million, I believe. Yeah, that's not that's not great.
2: No. That's not that's not very good at all. No, it is not. Uh that will set it, you back. If you're the big twelve, you kind of don't want that.
0: So if you are the big twelve schools and you have a an opportunity, I guess, to move in with the AAC, while it may not seem like much right now, where maybe they're making sixteen million per school if they merge with the AAC it may not seem like a lot, but it may be better than what you do on your own. Right. So I completely
2: agree. I do think they're more valuable. I kind of hope this plays out long enough just to stick it a little to ESPN and Texas and Oklahoma. Um, But at, at some point in time, these schools have to figure out if we stick together, we will make a lot of money off of the ESPN contract and Texas and Oklahoma leaving from their like penalties right yeah but other than that once they're gone all that money's gone and so you know it's it's almost one of those things where do we do this to spike these these groups of people these three entities or do we whoa i don't know what just happened do you hear that when i'm here
0: hold on can you hear me now
2: yeah i hear you i just heard a bunch of fuzz anyway uh do you do what's best for your squad at some point in time you have to say am i going to do something that's the right thing to do for me or am i going to do the thing that spite's the other groups that harmed me
0: yeah okay uh, i i can see where you're coming from on that i'm i'm a little torn um because i think so here's here's where i got all screwed up last night right when or wednesday night i guess it was, guess it was. when everything was going on and there was a letter from a conference commissioner to ESPN about hey stop talking to our teams. The teams make up the conferences, right? So the conference commissioner has to uh basically represent these schools. But this looks like Bolsby just trying to save his job. Like this doesn't seem like Oh, there's
2: a lot of that because if if for some reason the Big 12 implodes, then Bolsby's out of a job. He's unemployed. Yeah, I mean, yes, for sure. And what's he, what's he gonna do? There is no more Big 12. What he just said, it's a company that went bankrupt. Like if you're the CEO of a company that goes bankrupt and closes its doors, there's no more company for you to CEO. You're unemployed now. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I I yes, you're correct. You are correct. I I just I don't know exactly how to to fix that issue.
2: Well, you don't. Bosby's out of a job. Th- th- listen, this happens to people all the time. When you're in the big business like like he is, running $100 million, up to billion dollar organizations, y- you sometimes lose your job. Okay? That that just happens. One day, the NCAA is going to implode, and Mark Emmert or whoever's sitting in Mark Emmert's seat, it's going to be unemployed. All right? that That's just the cost of this thing. You've been bad at your job. I think the reason the Big 12 is as weak as it is and struggles the way it struggles for anybody to compete with Texas and Oklahoma on a regular basis is because Texas and Oklahoma take too much of the pie. All right. Well, yes, it's, it's, we've seen this in the past. Yes. Alabama is the dominant team in the sec, but teams have beaten Alabama teams have won the sec, um, on top of Alabama and gone on to win championships outside of Alabama or compete for them. And the only way you get that is if LSU is a poor, poor state school. And if and if the SEC was constituted back in the, the, the days of when the old contract was signed, where Bama got a bigger piece of the pie than everybody else, then Bama would be that much farther ahead. And th- this would really be a big 10 situation where there's nobody playing for everybody's playing for second place. Nobody's playing for first. Like there's not an option for somebody to come up and beat them. Yes. Um. Yes. And, and that's basically the way the big 12 has set themselves up. Even with all those benefits and the extra money, Texas hadn't consistently won at all, which is kind of sad. On well, it's, their, part. It's all
0: based on hiring. Like it's well, all
2: hiring. But we don't know that it's hiring. I, we both think that it's a boosters problem, right? Well, yes. I'm going to tell you this. I think Tom Herman's a good coach. I think if Tom Herman got to run that program from start to finish the way he wanted to, without hands involved, Texas would have been substantially better than Texas is. I could be wrong agreed, on that. Agreed. Might be proven wrong. Um, <laughs> but I think Tom Herman is a lot better of a head coach than what we got with Tom Herman.
0: I think that it has to do with you have to have somebody that is capable of standing up to those boots. Somebody's got to be strong-willed. Alabama didn't have a coach that was able to do that forever. And, and no, you're not going to be able to hire Nick Saban in Texas. But
2: They're not going to hire somebody who's that strong-willed unless – there's two men on that list, okay? There's Nick Saban. There's Urban Meyer. That's the list of people that you would allow to walk in your program and tell the boosters, leave the checkbook, hit the door. Yeah, is there anybody else in college football you think those boosters would allow to do that?
0: I think that there's some that would come in there and just take it over and not allow them in because you can no, do that. Those too. people,
2: those people would be fired the, the first loss that they have.
0: I mean, you you might be right about that. You might be right those about would, that, they right? just would be they
2: just would be fired.
0: So so the Big Twelve, of course, since the season desist. ESPN has responded to them. I I want to read this letter in its entirety because it's not long, but this is this is. Crazy. Uh, The letter starts, Dear Bob, like talking to Bullsby, of course, you start a letter like that, automatically I'm like, "Yes, yes, let's go. It says, this responds to your letter dated July 28th, 2021. The accusations you have made are entirely without merit, apart from a single vague allegation that ESPN has been actively engaged in discussions with at least one other unnamed conference, which ESPN disputes. Your letter consists entirely of unsubstantiated speculation and legal conclusions. To be clear, ESPN has engaged in no wrongful conduct, and thus there is nothing to cease and desist. We trust this will put the matter to rest. ESPN reserves all rights and remedies in connection with this matter. Sincerely, Burke Magnus. That so, is, that's basically saying, prove it. Like, are yeah. you sure you want to fight with us? Because well, but is, what ESPN
2: needs to be very careful of, they better be certain that there are zero, zero emails sent to Oklahoma and to Texas.
0: Oh, the FOIA stuff is going to be so fantastic. Because like, those are Matt two Brown state Brown. schools
2: that are... Privy to FOIA, yes, and and if any email was ever sent from any ESPN person, you you don't have to get the American stuff, you can just get the them trying to pull them away from the Big Twelve alone. Yes. That yes. that in itself is going to be go down as collusion. I guarantee you, ESPN is going to end up a owing the entire brunt of that contract if that happens in some civil lawsuit to all eight of these schools remaining. And not have to not get any of the product. Well, the this, big club doubt- will be allowed to tear the contract up, go to another party completely, and all the money ESPN owes them, they will pay them anyway. So I
0: think this doesn't have as much to do with Texas and Oklahoma as it does with the remaining eight. Right. So I, this, is, this is
2: you, you, I get that, but the problem is, is that's going to be really hard to prove because the American Conference, I don't know, is going to fall. I mean, I guess they will fall under some FOIA stuff. But well, no, no, no. It's not them.
0: It's you're you're going to have to look for Texas Tech, Kansas, Kansas State, Iowa State. Those are yes. all public schools. That's right. All, you're going to have to yeah.
2: you're going to have to see did they approach any of the individual schools. That's right. But I I think even the collusion of trying to pull Texas and Oklahoma is just enough for them to say we, we're owed the penalty for both of those teams leaving, no matter if our conference dissolves or not, and we're owed the balance of that contract that you owe us. We'll take that in one large check, please. Yeah, yeah. I do. I do think. I do think that if they find those emails, which I would believe there's emails out there, I, they don't need damning evidence. This is. This is all going to fall under civil lit- litigation, which means they need fifty-one percent, fifty-point-nine percent. Yeah, that's it. You're right.
1: You're
2: right. That's it. Or fifty-point-one percent. I'm sorry that's all they need is more probable than not enough evidence to think that it happened i i believe that it did i believe there's enough people out there that think that it did i also think this is going to be try, this is where this is where politics meets sports this is going to be tried in red states and espn has gone out of their way to very much upset red states uh, yes I, you, are correct, I, you are correct i'm, I'm just I, I, regardless of where you lean on the political, both of those things are factual statements. There's not a single blue state where this will be tried in, and that, there's not a there's not a single red state that would say overwhelmingly they are excited about ESPN and what has happened at ESPN over the last five to six years, maybe eight years. Yeah, no, you're you're correct about that, hundred
0: percent. Let's uh, let's. I move think ESPN's going like- to
2: lose this battle almost no matter, even if they don't have evidence. It's just a, we're going to state this is what we think happened. And a jury of their pe- somebody's going to put together and say, we believe these people over these people.
0: Yeah. I mean, it could absolutely happen, but we shall see. We shall see exactly what will go on with that, because we're bound to get more information over the next however many days. So let's move off of that. Let's talk about another college football topic. The conferences, it looks like they are pumping the brakes on – the 12-team playoff. Team playoff. And and it has a lot to do with the Pac-12, who George Klyovkov at Pac-12 Media Days came out and said, we don't think expansion is required to continue to compete and thrive. That said, the fallout from Texas and Oklahoma gives us an opportunity to opportunity. once again consider expansion. Consider expansion. Uh, he said, we have already had significant inbound interest from many schools. We will work with our uh, presidents and chancellors to evaluate those opportunities. And, of course, that's got to be the remaining Big 12 schools, right? Like, it, some people have reached out because it's up to the schools to reach out. None of these other conferences can steal from each other due to these grant of rights contracts and all that. So, um, But the the whole thing about pumping the brakes on this 12-team playoff, right? It seems it we knew that this was happening very, very fast, right, the 12-teamer. And we even questioned they got a contract for, like, five more years. Yeah. Like, what in the world is happening? And I think the majority of that was now that I'm looking at how things are going, this was ESPN pushing the SEC to get this thing done so that they could go ahead and get the contract rights for it beyond however many years because ESPN did not want this thing to go to the open market and yet the Pac-12 for sure wanted it to go to the open market. Open market the right. Big 10 tw- or the Big 10 was not ever even involved in the conversations. Remember, the committee was Jack Swarbrick from Notre Dame, Greg Sankey, SEC commissioner, Bob Bowlsby, Big 12 commissioner, and the Mountain West commissioner Craig Thompson. Those guys kind of bull rushed this thing through. I say bull rushed because they they worked for 2 years on it, right? In in secret and quiet, whatever. But they did this. And That's what I would
2: say too. If I rushed something through, if yeah. I finished a project over the weekend that I had nine months to work on, yeah, I would say that I worked on it for nine months. Yes, but they yeah. they got it through very quickly this weekend though. And yeah. they, They're I'm sure, this weekend.
0: I'm sure that the SEC did not want this Texas Oklahoma stuff to get out as quickly as it did, and they wanted to get the the playoff stuff done because if you've got Texas and Oklahoma along with LSU, Florida, Alabama, like you are. You I would almost say you're guaranteed four of those twelve spots every year. So I,
2: I would agree with I would agree with four, and, and I would and agree this, with four. But yeah. I think that's where here's the thing, though. I think that's it. And if you're the rest of the country, I think you're okay with that.
0: Yeah, I think so. But I I look at this, and and now I think these other conferences are like, hold up, like this isn't exactly what we signed up for. We thought we were going to we get, you know, more of everybody, and and you will, but, but hang on.
2: How many did we think the SEC was going to get if we don't bring Texas and Oklahoma in? We all assumed that every year we would get three or four anyway.
0: Well, we were talking about three or four, but now we're talking about the possibility of four or five,
2: right? No, but five's not going to happen. We're going to cannibalize ourselves at some point in time. You're going to let somebody in with three or four losses. Well, yes, absolutely, but either because way, that's how math works. This, you can't go but this is this is why SEC. they're. And Five the teams all be undefeated. That ain't gonna work. Right. No, of course
0: not. But but that's what I'm saying is that's why they are pumping the brakes on this. They are stopping it and saying, "All right, hold on. We gotta we gotta rethink this whole thing."
1: I don't and- understand
2: that at all. I think I think a. I'm okay with stopping it until all of this realignment bullshit settles. That I'm okay with letting letting the dust settle on whatever's happening, happening, whatever's going to happen to the Big Twelve teams. Let it happen and then pick this back up. I'm okay with that. But stopping it because we need to rethink it because we think the SEC will have too much power. I don't. Once again, this is a group of schools. Let's say there's 64 legitimate schools, 80 legitimate schools that want to compete in football. Now there are various levels of good, but they all want to be compete. They all put money and effort and energy in trying to be good at football. Okay. If that's the case, and the SEC is made up of 16 of those schools, regardless of how big they are, the other group is far larger and going to have more voices, louder cries, and and they're going to get just as much, if not more, now than they would have when the SEC was only 12 schools back in the day. Like The SEC getting bigger doesn't necessarily make the SEC stronger overall. It, It does... It means the best that comes out of the SEC is is the best, unquestionably, and nobody's going to argue that. But the best team doesn't always win when you get into a playoff. When you get into a two team play, a two game playoff, that ain't that ain't testing anybody. But when you have to play through a bracket of of a playoff, then you can slip up at any time.
0: Yes, absolutely.
2: And, and the the best team rarely wins the Super Bowl. The best team rarely wins the NCAA tournament. The best team, I, I guess, in best of sevens. The best team wins all the time in the NBA. But it ain't you know, nothing. When you play a one game elimination, the best team rarely wins when you go through a wild bracket. So this would actually benefit all the other conferences and all the other schools. Their fear of it is foolish. It's just absolutely foolish. I don't think the SEC would get any more than four teams in, no matter what. There's never a year where we'd get five, which means if you go to 12, you've got a lot more schools that have an opportunity to play in this thing and compete. I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to bet all the other power conferences are going to get two in almost every year. And that makes them a lot more money than just getting one in and a bunch of SEC schools and then a couple of also-rans.
0: Let me present another uh, another case to you. The SEC wants this playoff thing done and they want it done with ESPN, who is their, their partner. That's right. right? The SEC tells all these other conferences, hey, it is in your best interest to go along with this playoff and get it done now with ESPN, or, hey, we're open to more expansion, and all of your best teams have already reached out to us. Your Ohio State and Michigan and USC and Oregon, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, have all reached out. Y'all do with it what you want to. If you want to pump the brakes on this and make it four teams, that's cool. But we are going to take all of the television, television revenue, revenue. And it's up to y'all what you want to do.
2: I don't understand how the SEC would take all the television revenue.
0: If the SEC has USC and Oregon and Ohio State and whatever, they take the best teams from these other conferences. Hey, it you're it just talking
2: becomes- about adding, the SEC, adding those teams to the SEC? Yes. yes. No, that's not going to happen. This just not going to happen.
0: I mean, we didn't think Texas and Oklahoma would happen. No, no,
2: that's not true. We did not think that years ago when conference alignment happened, everyone talked Texas or Oklahoma could come, or or Florida State and Clemson could come. Now we always thought that if the SEC ever expanded again, it would be big boys coming. All right, they weren't taking little little schools. Okay,
0: agreed. And I'm not talking about them taking little schools right now. I'm talking about them taking the best of these other conferences.
2: Those other there's zero chance that Ohio State would want to come to the SEC. There's zero chance because now Ohio State is the biggest monster not in the SEC, and they control the landscape of all the other eighty-something schools that 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 are left outside of the SEC. Now, don't get
0: me wrong, I agree with you on that. I agree because if it was just about controlling the the landscape or whatever, why
2: wouldn't whatever. the SEC? Hang on. I know that the SEC, if the SEC already has a partnership with ESPN. Yeah. Like we've already got that partnership. We've already got that contract. we already got that money. Wouldn't it be in the SEC's best interest, seeing that every year they're probably going to get four teams in, wouldn't it be in their best interest to allow the playoff to go to an open bid and the highest bidder win it? Why do they care that ESPN gets it, their quote-unquote TV partner? They don't give a shit. If they can make more money because Fox overpays for it or CBS or NBC overpays for the thing, why wouldn't that be in the SEC's best interest? SEC's not ESPN. I, I agree with you. We're just conference partners, and if Fox is willing to overpay or, or up, up the bid, or, or NBC is willing to up the bid, it's in the SEC's best interest to get in a bidding more for the playoff. It's not in anybody's best interest to just give it to ESPN. I
0: tend to agree with you. I tend to not, agree, tend
2: to. that's how math works. Uh, yes,
0: understandably, but when you are in bed with somebody and you are oh. working out your oh. deals,
2: that's not I, that's not how listen, the only way the only person that would want that would be Greg Sankey and that's if ESPN's given him a uh, table money under the table. If, or, if ESPN yeah. is bribing Greg Sankey cuz it doesn't help the schools at all. It doesn't help a single school at all.
0: Well, it helps all of those SEC schools if ESPN is upping the money for their, like, for them. Because no, they have they to renegotiate this deal I don't think that they can now.
2: contractually do that.
0: No, they have to renegotiate this deal right now if they get this playoff done well, now. Hang on. now.
2: hang on. If if ESPN ups the, the SEC deal and the playoff deal have to be separate. Yes. Because they're two separate entities. The playoff is for all the schools that might be in the playoff regardless of how many games there is, right? Correct. The SEC has its own deal with them; that has to be done separately. You're telling me that if ESPN, if, if the SEC pushes and strong arms everybody else to get this done, we'll give the SEC more money. But if they don't, we're going to give them less money. I'd call their bluff on that shit.
0: I, I didn't. I, I'm, I'm with you. I'm not arguing that aspect of it.
2: This I'm is just where saying. you treat. Listen. This is where the SEC walks into ESPN. And they do exactly what the NFL does. They put a bag over their head, they put a gun in their mouth, and they tell them, this is how much you're going to pay us. There is no conference negotiations. This is what we won't sign the damn paper. That's exactly what Roger Goodell has done to Fox, NBC, and CBS, and ESPN, by the way, for years. All right, There is no negotiation. He walks in the room, he puts a gun to their head, and he says, sign the paper because we're the biggest entity in the world. nobody nobody brings eyeballs to the table like we do Are you sign yes, the paper yes. this is how much we want. if you're if you're the SEC, that's exactly how you negotiate your deal with ESPN and then you walk away and you let the other entities make ESPN bid that shit up so you can make more money yeah because so that, you're gonna make more on the top of everything. It's one thing to have a partnership. It's another thing to be corrupt. If you get involved with collusion and corruption, the only things that can happen are bad. You might be able to make a little bit of money, but if anybody finds out about any type of collusion like that, all these contracts go away and people involved go to jail. Yeah. So why would you risk it when you're making billions? To make a few more million? That's not worth it.
0: And see, we we talk as if we know – but I mean, these people do this every day. Well, greed. then those people
2: are stupid.
0: Uh, well, agreed on that. But it greed is a crazy thing, man. Like once you got this much, you're always thinking mm, maybe. I understand maybe wanting a more.
2: more. I totally get the concept of always wanting more. But at some point in time, that doesn't make any sense to me for the SEC to try and get ESPN a cheaper deal, and ESPN's gonna you know scratch their back on the back end with more money to them. No. Uh, I want to get our TV deal done and then we'll, we'll address the playoff thing as is that. We, that's we, the only way I would do that.
0: We will see exactly what ends up happening with that because this, this could, you know, the pack. If, well Sankey,
2: if Sankey does anything other than that, then I'm going to be very disappointed in Sankey. I'm just going to be very disappointed in him. I like that's not, gonna, that I, it's going to say a lot. It's one thing to work really hard to make your conference a lot of money and make yourself a lot of money. I'm for that. I'm all for that. Yeah. But trying trying to help ESPN make more money, so you know, because the, that only benefits individuals. That's not going to benefit these schools. I guarantee you, the money that they save the ESPN is all going to end up going to a few presidents that are of value, and it's going to go to Sankey. It's going to go to people's pocket, direct pocket, not these schools. These schools aren't going to see a dime of it.
0: Let's, uh, let's swap the topics right quick because we do want to do our NFC
2: East previews. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger
0: for the ones who get it done. Let's, uh, let's talk right quick about Quinn Ewers, South Lake Carroll High School quarterback. This is supposed to be his senior year. Uh, looks like he is going to be skipping his senior season and going ahead and enrolling at Ohio State. Now, we've seen this in basketball. Kids reclassify all the time, right? Never that big of a deal. I just never imagined that we would see it in high school football. Right. And especially in Texas. So the way that Texas high school laws are set up, you cannot play and take name image likeness. Now you can I believe that you can do it now with football, with college football, but not for high school. And yours has a million dollars worth of NIL endorsement deals just waiting on him to sign. So from that aspect I can understand why you would go ahead and leave early and collect your checks, right? I've never been against kids making money. The part of it that I don't like is the fact that this is the second high school kid, like highly rated high school kid out of Texas that is skipping the senior season and prepping for college or going directly to college, whatever. They're, they're used to, and I understand this is old man mentality, but there was a time when there was a little bit of purity in the game where you knew you had to play four years of high school and then you go to college, and then you go to the NFL, right? Now, the NIL stuff has completely shifted all of that. Uh, The other interesting thing out of this is Texas was going to try and change these NIL laws to where high school kids could do it. But the the Texas legislature cannot vote on this now because they are in special session over the voting rights stuff because the Democrats have left the state, and they are in Washington, D.C., and it's this whole blah, 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 so they can't even call... Uh, they can't put it on the docket anymore. And basically, August 3rd, which is next week, yours would have to have this one class done, and he's on pace to get it done by then, and he will graduate, and he will go to Ohio State. I, part of me hates this because it just makes everything about money, and it's just another sign of it. But I understand that that's the way that everything is going now. What, uh, what were your thoughts when you saw this from uh, Pete
2: Hamill? Well, the first thing that I realized was um, this guy did play four years of high school. He's he, 18 already.
0: Yeah, he's 18 already. I, I don't think he played his uh, uh, freshman year or whatever. He, uh, he how how, how many
2: freshmen start at Texas? Uh, very, Texas very few. College. Okay, very few, right? So he went through the exact same college experience then high school experience. Yeah. He, he played three years being the starting quarterback at this big Texas high school. That's, I don't, I'm, I'm okay with that. I'm, I'm okay with that. I don't care. Like your senior year is supposed to be this special thing. Listen, everybody tries to make it something so much bigger than it is. I, honest question. Right now, you could have made a million dollars or you could re-go do your senior year. What would, what would you have done? I'd make the million dollars. It's not even a question. Okay. Right. It's not even close either. My senior year sucks. Okay. I took four classes and then after four classes, I went to work at a brake pad factory. All right. I breathed in asbestos for hours and hours and hours at a time. All right. When yeah. it, it had no heat and it had no air. So when it was cold outside, it was 34 degrees inside.
0: All right. I, and I when it was hot outside, it was
2: 105 inside. Yeah. So and yeah. there was nowhere to escape those things because you couldn't go outside or inside to heat up or cool off. Right? That's what I did for high school. Okay. And I, had a, I got paid really well. And you're talking 2001, 2000, yeah, 1999. Yeah. I was making like 18 bucks an hour back then, like six, $16, 50 $17, topped out maybe around 18. That was amazing money for a guy my age with my skill level and education level. Okay. So yeah. if you could tell me that I could forego all of that, and make a million bucks, I'd have done it. While I do think high school is big, if you're one of these kids that got held back, and he's basically been in high school for four years, he just wasn't classified as a senior, whatever, because he got held back. I don't care. I don't. I don't care. I'm not. I'm not worried about it. I I will tell you that there's gonna come a day and a time where one of these kids is going to sit out, and it's gonna hurt their recruiting class, like the the running back that did it, because he's trying to save his body for the miles for. Man, we're having a different conversation. If that guy don't, if you don't have major college football recruits coming after you, willing to let you enroll early, guaranteeing, basically guaranteeing and signing your contract for for your scholarship and getting you NIL money your freshman year, your immediate year, then I would say you're dumb to do this. I don't think that running back has any of that at all coming his way. And no, I, right. I agree,
0: because, I mean, he's ranked, like, number 82. He's he's a four-star yeah, running back, five-star, right. all so, that good kind of stuff. So, kind of
2: stuff. we're having so, – so, saying we've got two guys doing this, hmm, a little apples and oranges situation yes. here. This kid – now, the argument that Pete Thamel wrote about and a lot of other people are bringing up is he comes from means. All right. Yes. His family doesn't need the money. He's already, I don't know that they're independently wealthy, but they're very well off. His dad is in oil and gas, and we just assume that those guys roll around like Scrooge McDuck in money. All right. <laughs> He's not hurting. Okay. But that's irrelevant. Just because his daddy's Agreed. got something don't mean you got something. Depending on what his daddy's morals are and the way his daddy lives his life and does things. If I had a shitload of money, I'm not giving it to my kids. What what good is that? I'm just gonna piss it away. What uh,
0: Do you think Ryan Day had anything to do with this?
2: Well, yeah, why would you not? If you're the (laughs) school that he's committed to, 100%, because until he shows up, a lot of other schools could come get him. Now, here's the thing that's weird, all right? They're starting a freshman quarterback that has basically, we assume, is going to play for three years before he goes and gets into the NFL, right?
0: Yeah, Stroud. Well, Stroud was technically the backup last year. He just didn't. Uh, he didn't attempt any passes. He just handed the ball off. So, but regardless, they've got three guys on the roster that have not attempted a pass yet. This is a winnable job for Ewers right now.
2: No, it's not. No, it's think not. He's so. not. He's not. I don't think he's going to come in this year and compete and win the job. That I don't think will happen. I, I, I think they've already got the quarterback that they're going to have. Whoever it is, Ryan Day knows the answer to that. By the way, yeah. Um, and 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 i think i think he's going to go for the the issue is if one of these guys turns into be all world now this kid's got to be looking for the door right yeah because you got it you got a you know a joe burrow situation where i came here i didn't beat the other guys out but i'm still the best quarterback in the world in my mind so now i'm going to go find a place to play
0: yes yes you're right you are right Let's uh let's talk NFL for just a little bit. Let's uh let's jump on Aaron Rodgers and then we'll jump to the NFC East and we'll do our quick previews. Aaron Rodgers had a press conference on Wednesday and went scorched earth. Uh, this was insane. I'm not used to NFL players talking about teams like this, especially when they are still on the team. Tom Pelissero jumped up there and asked, "What was this all about for you?" You. And Aaron Rodgers went for over five minutes before he allowed anybody else to ask a question. He basically embarrassed his employers for 20-plus minutes knowing that they would do nothing about it. This was unlike any press conference that I can remember from an active NFL player talking about the team that he is with, that he is under contract with, et cetera. What, what did you think about this when uh, when all of it came down on
2: Wednesday? Well, I thought everything Aaron Rodgers said was complete and utter bullshit. It's all bullshit, okay? Like, him complaining that they didn't – he listed off a name of 20 guys that he was close to that they didn't re-sign and they didn't go keep or whatever. Listen, you son of a bitch. You take a higher percentage of salary from your team's salary cap, hard cap, than any player in the NFL, okay? I don't want to hear you whining. You want to keep guys? Do what Tom did. Walk in the door every offseason, renegotiate the deal, take less money, and make them sign and re sign all these other guys. Okay. Until you're doing that, then you don't get to tell the front office how to run things. All right. And some of those re signings would have been awful. They just traded for his BFF, Randall Cobb. Do you know how good Randall Cobb has been since Randall Cobb left the Packers? He, not at all. Randall Cobb has been awful. Yes. Awful. Yes. He is, he is been overpaid and and a regret to every team that has signed him since he has left the Packers. All right. And that has played with him. I I don't understand what because that's your friend? Like I, that's fine to be your friend, but the front office can't run this place and just hire your friends. All right. We can't overpay you and hire your friends. We have a 63 man roster, a 53 man roster come Sundays that we got to cut this thing down to every week. And we don't have roster spots to just keep your friends on the roster, man. That ain't how this works. Clay Matthews, Clay Matthews was really, really good when he was there. When Clay Matthews left, Clay Matthews was never worth the money that Clay Matthews was paid. He was never the same Clay Matthews again. All right. That's just the truth. So, Letting all of these guys go that he listed off names, I don't know of a single one that were would have been a good signing. I don't know of many that Green Bay – I think Green Bay's general manager has done a pretty good job. If you look at the names of Aaron Rodgers listed off of all these players that they let go, not a whole hell of a lot of them making Pro Bowls, okay? Not a lot of them are first-team NFL guys. So, let's – Like all you're doing is exposing the fact that we should not be asking your opinion about how to run the front office of this team, because all of these friends that we cut, that you are mad about, we were all They all signed bad deals. Hey, and even if we would have had the, like had we had the money to sign them and sign them, they would have been mistakes, but we didn't have the money because we paid you too damn much. So until you come in and give us money back, we can't go sign bad contracts for friends that you want to keep on the roster. And then even then, that hurts us because we don't have the cap situation. We don't have the the, the roster spot for players that can't play. Okay? Yeah. I, 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 think, I think Aaron has drummed up all of this, all of this drama completely. Mm-hmm. He wants to embarrass him. I don't know why the front office has not traded him. I don't know why... Three, four, and five months ago, before the draft, why didn't they take the three first-round picks that they've had offered to them? It it boggles my mind why this guy doesn't want – yes, you're not going to draft or replace Aaron Rodgers with a guy that's as good as Aaron Rodgers. But if you think you're worth your salt as a GM, as a front office, maybe the combination of the three picks will make your team overall better. Okay, Is Tom Brady as good as Patrick Mahomes? No, today, right now, he's not as good. Did he beat him in the Super Bowl? Yes, he did. Why? Because his team was better. All right? So if you take the three picks and you put a quarterback in there and surround them with better talent in two or three years, you can be a better football team. And you can be a better football team for five years down the road instead of just right now. I don't understand why the front office didn't do this. You now have a cancer on your team that is not just talking shit to you openly, openly being insubordinate in the media. He's in the locker room. So if you got an offensive lineman that you're looking to re-sign this year or next year, or you got a defensive player that you want to re-sign or, or you know that you're going to extend, Aaron's in their ear right now saying, don't stick with these guys. Screw them. And right now he's just planting seeds of doubt and negativity. That's what cancer does. It gets in and it just starts to spread. And that's all this guy's doing. Aaron has been about Aaron his entire career. That's it. That's the list.
0: That I, I don't know that I could have put that any better myself. That that was uh that was well put. I I feel like there was a way for them to be able to work this out without it going so public, but I do agree with you
2: very well, how? much. Rodgers is the only one that has brought all the discourse, all the public problems, all the animosity, all come from one person. What would the front office have done other than trading him a long time ago? What could they have done to make him happy?
0: I think I think they should have traded him for sure. Okay, but on the other side of it, you know, other quarterbacks that are the face of their franchise, they at least are told of decisions that are being made. No, they're um, not.
2: No, they're not. No, they're not. Patrick Mahomes is recently the only guy. Tom Brady was never told in New England what they were thinking about doing. Never. That's he's okay. the best player to ever play. That's okay. it, it, No, they're, and we no like to, they're just not. We like Nobody else at- is. You know why we don't let them? Because they want to do shit like Aaron Rodgers wants to do, which is pay all their friends and draft all the people they like. And when the GM looks back and says, uh, these were all bad contracts. What did LeBron James had the Cavs do, by the way, he handpicked oh, yeah. his entire team with the Cavs after he won the title. He got all these guys, big contracts, long extensions, got all his friends paid and then went out there and said, man, these guys suck. This team is not good. I'm out. I'm out of here. I can't win. You know why? Cause you're not a good GM. You're too close to the situations. Why the GM sits way the hell in the booth, a long way away from the rest of the players.
0: Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay, I can, I can side with that. I can side with I that. I
2: disagree with the fact that we should let these guys have an opinion. I just do. If you want to tell them what you're doing, that's courtesy out of you. But I don't think you owe it to them. By the way, I just don't. Okay. 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 Aaron's got one Super Bowl appearance, one Super Bowl ring. He's won one NFC Championship his entire career. All right. You gonna if you want an opinion on how to run this franchise, you're gonna have to give me more than one nfc title
0: yeah i tend to agree with that yes all right yes.
2: that's 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 what i think
0: down with that you ready to jump into the nfc east come on all right let me write my time down here the nfc east 2021 predictions previews whatnot we're going to talk about the uh Good gracious. The win totals, the our, our oh picks God. to win the division, all that good stuff. So, let's dive in. First one up, the Dallas Cowboys. And last year uh, was not great. Not great at all. This year, win total sits at 9.5. To go over is minus 110. To go under, minus 120. To win the division, they got the best odds, plus 125. Or not the best, oh, odds, the best the, odds, the shortest odds, whatever. Plus 125 to win the NFC they are plus 1200 to make the playoffs yes is minus 160 no is plus 130 their season win total has gone under in 7 of the last 11 years and 3 of the last 4 they are almost always overvalued uh 2020 they went under the 10 wins of course the their schedule this year opponent win percentage schedule strength number 31 so next to next to easiest And they are projected favorites in nine games so far. Mike Nolan experiment on defense uh, lasted one season. In comes Dan Quinn, former Falcons head coach, former Seattle Seahawks defensive coordinator, and was fantastic as the Seahawks defensive coordinator. They were 25-7. and He basically created the Legion of Boom. Don't know that he'll be able to recreate that, but we shall see. Uh, The three times that Dallas has had a losing season since 2002, they have averaged 11 wins the next season, uh, Dak, back from injury, that's what the season basically comes down to. Is he healthy enough to play? Sounds like he is. Looks good at training camp so far. Uh, they need somebody to get the ball out quickly, and hopefully it is Dak because they've got weapons for days. Uh, Michael Parsons, Kelvin, Joseph, they could start immediately on defense. Those are uh, their two highest defensive uh, draft picks. The question is, can the defense help out the offense enough for them to be successful this year? What uh, what have you got on Dallas? Do you uh, do you believe in this team at all this year?
2: I I do a little. I am, I mean, it's all hinged upon can Dak stay healthy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't. I'm not a Dan Quinn believer. I'm just not. I think they'll be better than they were last year, but that ain't saying a whole lot. I got this team at ten and seven. I just barely over the over. Yep. I don't know that it would be a bet that I would make if I'm if I'm that close to the number, but uh, but I got them ten and seven. I, I I think they're good enough to make one of the wild cards, especially now that there's an extra wild card. But I you know
0: I I've got them uh, at at over nine and a half. I've got them the same thing ten and seven. Uh, I've got them yes making the playoffs minus one sixty. Um, but let's we'll move off to you know the next. The next team, and and then at the end we will give out our division winners and and all that good stuff. The let's see, the New York Football Giants are next up on the docket. Their win total this year sits at seven. To go over is minus one thirty-five. To go under is plus one hundred five. So of course Vegas seems to think, for whatever reason, that going under is less likely than going over. Uh, They got the third-best odds in the division at plus 400 to win the NFC overall, plus 2,800. And to make the playoffs, they are plus 200. 200. To not make it is minus 260. Season win total has gone under eight of the last 11 years and seven of the last eight. Uh, In 2020, they went under the 6.5, but only by half a game. Opponent win strength or win percentage uh, schedule strength is number 25, and they are projected favorites in five games. Now, Saquon Barkley comes back. Uh, Can he stay healthy? That has been the question thus far in his career. The offense had the second lowest points averaged per game last season, only averaged 17.5 per game. Wide receiver core this year upgraded significantly. You got Kenny Galladay, John Ross, first-rounder, Kadarius Toney out of Florida. Uh, The question is, can Daniel Jones find those guys along with Evan Ingram? Uh, He's kind of had some issues with that. The offensive line, didn't seem like it was fixed a whole lot in the offseason and they were pretty bad last year. Uh the defense generated the fourth most fumbles last year, but they only recovered 39% of them. That was number 26 in the league. And they're gonna have to get turnovers. Like they are just gonna have to be able to create those. Hopefully they'll have better turnover luck this year. Uh they were not able to get pressure last year on defense, but they did draft outside linebacker Aziz O'Jalari. I uh I have got the Giants going under again and it has everything to do with Jason Garrett. I, I think he's insanely predictable. I don't think that – I don't know that Daniel Jones is a good quarterback. Even with all these weapons, I just I, – I don't know that he'll be able to actually get the ball to them. What uh What are your thoughts here?
2: Yeah, I'm the same way. I've got them 6-11. and 11. I don't – I so that's under. I I don't think they're going to be great. I don't like teams where your best player on the football team is your running back. I just don't think that that brings you enough value to uh, to equate wins. Um, and it's a running back coming off an injury. mean, yes. For some reason, he's hobbled at any chance, which I don't think he is. We live in a world now where ACLs get repaired so easily. Uh, the, these guys, you know, all I don't know that the last time we had somebody tear one and then not come back. Um, so I'm not too concerned about that. It's just the ability to, what good is that? I think Daniel Jones is a lot better than you give him credit for. But the problem is, is I don't trust them. You're right. Jason Garrett to be able to scheme up anything um, special. And I, I just, I don't think this defense is very good. And you know, I, I just, I don't trust them. I've, I've listened to a lot of NFL people and I've read a lot of NFL stuff over the last two months. And there's a lot of folks that are high on this team. And I, I just can't see it, man. Well, they they caught on, you know, kind of.
0: They kind of caught on fire a little bit towards the end of the season. But look
2: at the teams they played at the end of that season. Exactly.
0: Though. Exactly. That's that's why I'm questioning it. I'm I like just that. Ba-
2: ba- that's <laughs> the issue is, is we always say, "Oh, well, this team finished strong and they beat yada yada yada," and they they did this this and that. And then we don't look at who they actually beat to do those things.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. So I, we are both going under on. The Giants. Next up here, we have got the Philadelphia Eagles, and they've got the easiest schedule in football, according to win percentage of, uh, of their opponents. Uh, six and a half is their total. Now, to win the division, plus 500, that's that's dead last. To win the NFC, actually the 12th best odds at plus 2,800, tied with the Giants. Uh, and to make the playoffs, they are plus 240 to go under, to a, uh, to not make the playoffs is minus 300. So they they expect them to not make the playoffs this year. Uh, they have gone under their season win total six of the last 11, and it's gone under the last three years. Of course, went way under last year with only four wins, and their total was nine and a half. And they are projected favorites in two games this year. Uh, they got two great skill players in Devontae Smith and Kenny Galladay uh, in the draft, but... Uh, Jalen Hurts ranked dead last in completion percentage, over expected in 2020, and he was he had the sixth most interception-worthy passes in the NFL last year. That is not a good combination. So it doesn't matter if you have weapons if you can't get them the
2: ball, or you turn the ball over, that's going to hurt. So well, and he he didn't play a full season last year. Obviously, he he, he got you know Carson got benched. And, and Jalen took his job. A lot of these teams, they start seeing him a second and third time. They're just going to be able to pick him off. So here's where this is where the um, you got to hear this video, understand when we're doing it and how this works, because this is one of the hot teams that people are talking about might be in the running for Sean Watson. And now, that, that would make sense. Now, if this team trades for Deshaun Watson, you could take everything we say and throw it in the garbage. Yes, yes. Because yes. this is maybe I, – I mean, I think Deshaun Watson is the second-best quarterback in football right now. Like, overall skill talent. I got Patrick. I got Deshaun. I, I, you know, we're splitting hairs between, like, the top four or five guys. But he's in that conversation, and he can't be outside of five. So, so th-
0: this whole it, thing just blows up. if it, that's this, right. This pretty that's right.
2: All those skill players get – unbelievably better if deshaun watson walks in that door okay you are correct Uh, so i'm doing this based on the team as it is constituted right now i've got them five and eleven uh what is the team total what was their win total six and a half yeah i got them going under that them going into that you got
0: them you got them five and eleven or six and eleven
2: i'm sorry five and twelve i'm so used to the the old ways of doing it i've got them five wins so I did that. That's, the math that's
0: what I was looking at. Um projected favorite in only two games. Look, the offensive line was garbage last year. I don't know if that had a whole lot to do with Jalen Hurts. Um but they they allowed the league worst sixty five sacks last year. Big part of that though, they they had guys on the offensive line that missed fifty six games combined last year. Oh, they had a lot of injury problems. Let me tell you yeah. another thing, man.
2: They've had injury like, problems for years. I I wasn't a big Doug uh not Doug Marone. Um oh gosh. Uh, the quarterback, the coach that got fired, won a Super Bowl. Yeah, I,
0: I know, I know who you're talking about, but I'm blank too. Hold on. Anyway, hold on. go ahead.
2: Uh, wasn't a big fan of his, but at the same time, he's a hell of a lot better who they got now.
0: uh and yes, so that that's one. That of my shocks notes. me. This is this is like, a league
2: yeah. where I I bet on just like in college. In the NFL, it's that times three or four. Bet on quarterbacks. Bet on coaches. Okay. That's the list. That's how my brain works. If I think you have a bad coach or a bad quarterback, I can't. I I think there's a world. This team is going to be in tank mode. And we saw last year they're not afraid to tank at all. Um, I I think there's a world where they they are trying to tank to get the first round pick by the end of the season, by the halfway point of the season.
0: It was Doug Peterson, by the way. Doug Peterson, that was it. Yeah, Uh, The new coach, Nick Sirianni, uh, he was the OC for the Colts, but he didn't call plays. He's just –
2: He's just kind of, you know how I feel. Of, I, I never know. want the genius that works on the side of the genius. All right. Yes. Like, like I think Reich Frank Wright was the architect of that genius season that the Eagles had. Okay. Why yes. would I trust Doug Peterson when I think it was all Frank Wright? We got enough evidence to see probably Frank because once Frank left, his team went to the Shitter.
0: Yes. Yes, it did. Uh, I've got them going under the six and a half as well. i uh, got them not making the playoffs at minus 300. Yeah. That's, uh, that's the way it goes. So, Not so far, a for our team.
2: I think they're going to, and this is a team that likes analytics. I, when football hasn't done a lot of tanking, I absolutely think over the next couple of years we're going to see more tanking. I think this team is going to be in tank mode
0: this I, year. I think so as well. <laughs> as well which I think means so as well. I think so.
2: Under almost a dead nuts lock. Let's move on
0: the Washington football team. I know that you absolutely love these guys. Uh, Ron Rivera and his bunch. Their win total this year, eight and a half. Uh, to go over is minus 120. To go under is minus 110. Uh, oh, for the Eagles to go under, by the way, was
2: plus 125. Yeah, I was about to so. say, you're getting great odds at going under, too. Yes. Yes, indeed. Oh, crap. Indeed. Um, That's two owners we're getting positive odds on.
0: Yes. I mean, it's, it's insane. So, Washington, uh, to win the division, they're number two, plus 225. To win the NFC, number eight, plus 220. Sorry. Plus twenty two hundred. And to make the playoffs, they are plus one thirty. Uh no is minus one sixty. Schedule win total has gone under six of the last eleven, but it's over three, two, and one over the last six. They did push one of those years. They went over the five and a half last year. Of course, they won the NFC East. a uh, quick note about that. It has been sixteen seasons since we've had a repeat champion in the NFC East. That's kind of crazy, right? Yeah. So, I don't know what that means for this year, but either way, uh, on offense, they brought in Fitz Magic. They brought in wide receiver Curtis Samuel. They drafted wide receiver De'Ami Brown out of North Carolina in the third round. I think it's going to be a stud. Offense last year was number 31 in EPA. And Fitz himself, as out of all the quarterbacks, was number six. Number five in air yards over the last, like, five years. So, this offense is so, going to
2: look so different. Yes. The um, players that they have.
0: The so they're they're a projected favorite in only three games. They have got it, it per the opponent win percentage uh schedule strength, they have got the number 15 schedule. It, you look at Warren Sha uh Warren Sharp stuff and they have got like the number eight toughest schedule in the NFL this year. It's gonna be it's gonna be pretty tough. Uh the defense signed cornerback William Jackson the third, the drafted uh Yaman Davis, Jamin Davis out of Kentucky. Here's the deal Ron Rivera knows how to win. Um Jack Del Rio's defense was number three in EPA last year. They were number eight in pressure rate. I, I believe in this team. However, like Fitzpatrick, even with all of his offense and all that good stuff, going up against this schedule, I think it's going to be kind of tough, man. I, I have actually got them going under the eight and a half, but only by half a game. I've got them winning eight games, but it, you look at that schedule and it is just hardcore, man. Like that's that's the only reason. So I've got them not making the playoffs at minus one sixty. Give give me. I know you're going over because there's no way you couldn't.
2: Bigly over. This is an eleven to six football team. I think they're going to dominate this division. (laughs) I don't think there's a game. There's a world where they might split with Dallas. I think if if you told me, do I think there's a better chance that they go six and zero or five and one? I think there's a better chance they go six and zero against this division. I just do. I think they're set up the way they are built. They're set up and they are built to beat this team, these teams. All right. Are they going to struggle with some of these other teams? Yes. But I think this offense is going to look way different, way different than what it looked like last year. They have speed like nobody's business, and they had nobody who could throw the ball down the field. And let me tell you what, when Ryan Fitzpatrick absolutely can air it out, and he's going to let these young guys run. These are going to be horses that have the reins taken off of them For the first time in the NFL, and I'm going to tell you this, the first four to five weeks, DBs are going to be losing their shit trying to figure out who do we put to cover these dudes because we never saw how fast they could be in the past because they were never able to run wide open ever because they didn't have a trigger man who could get them the ball downfield. You you might be right about that. I love, I love, don't like, love this football team i think they've got a dark horse chance of winning the nfc this year i know that's crazy
0: that's a, then you better that's,
2: get them odds plus 2200 uh, i wouldn't i don't know that i want to bet it but I, I might just for a little bit just to have a ticket just to say i've got a ticket man um i really think they're good i believe in ron rivera i believe in defense i think there's a chance where last year they were the third best defense i think they're better this year and i i know that i i worship at the feet of miles garrett if there was anybody I was going to get a ticket on outside of my – not name Miles Garrett for Defensive Player of the Year, it'd be Chase Young. Yeah. No, he was he was good last year. Nobody paid attention. And, and I think he's going to be better. I think he's going to be a lot better. I think everybody's going to be – by week six, everybody in the country is going to be paying attention to this team. I, a, we all know their defense is going to be good. We're going to be – have our hair blown back. I think early in seasons, I'm, I think you're going to have a lot of value on the over with this team. Because I think they're all gonna assume low scoring games and I think their offense is gonna be a lot better than people expect and it's gonna catch them off guard.
0: They're uh they're scheduled to start off with. Uh they open with the Giants at home and then they have oh no, sorry, sorry, regular season. Let's roll with that. Uh the Chargers at home, then the Giants, then at Buffalo, at the Falcons, Saints, Chiefs, that's week six. So you think they can get through week six, huh?
2: Yeah. I do now. They're not going to win all of those games, obviously, but I think they can hang with all of those teams. I, th- I think they're going to beat some of those teams. I think they're going to beat most of them, actually. And
0: Check out this stretch uh, from week five through week ten. There is a buy in there, but week five, of course, the Saints, Chiefs, at the Packers, at the Broncos, and the Bucks.
2: We're gonna we're gonna get there, and I know I'm stepping on it now. That Saints game ain't, ain't worrying me a bit.
0: I I might agree with you. We're, we're gonna get there. I think, I think I think that team is. Looking like some problems. So right? you you have got the Redskins winning the division. I got not the, football the team not the, the football team. The sorry, uh, I may never get used to that. You know. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, so you you've got them at plus two twenty five. I I've got the Cowboys winning. Uh, at plus one twenty five, I don't like it nearly as much, but that is the way that it goes. Love. <laughs> Love it. I know you do. I know that you do. All right. Uh, with that said, we are going to go ahead and get out of here. We've got the AFC East and your Patriots and whatnot on the Monday show. So we'll be doing that uh, you know, over the weekend, getting our stuff together for that. And I'm sure there will be much more realignment talk and all that good stuff. So with that said, is there anything else we need to hit? Nope. Wonderful. All right. You guys have been awesome. Go to winningcureseverything.com. Go to sbrpicks.com ncaAF and, of course, take care of yourself, take care of each other, and hopefully all of your tickets cash this week. Thanks for checking out Winning Cures Everything. If you want to keep up with us, hit subscribe on YouTube or your favorite podcast app, visit the website at winningcureseverything.com, or you can like us on Facebook or follow us at Winning Cures at Gary WCE or at Chris B. Giannini on Twitter. Share out the show, leave a nice review, and make sure to comment and tweet at us.